What's going on, Bulls fans? Welcome to another episode of Chicago Bulls Central. We all got to talk about what we know what we're here to talk about. The Bulls' blowout loss to the Golden State Warriors, as well as Zach Levine's injury, some comments from Billy Donovan and DeMar DeRozan. We'll also be talking about the recent interview from Michael Reinsdorfer and what that could mean for the future of the team. We'll get all that and more right after this. Okay, so first, I'm just going to address the injury uh, with Zach Levine. It's, as of this recording, has not been any updates. As soon as there is an update, as far as the results is MRI or anything like that, I will have a video for you very shortly thereafter. I get alerts for everything, so you'll get a video very shortly after any news is updated. Um, everything that's pointed to is that they don't think that it's a serious injury. It seems like the MRI is more precautionary just to make sure. But, you know, he's not traveling with the team to Boston today. He won't be playing in that game. And so we'll see. What goes on with Levine, of course, prayers up to him. And, and let's just hope that, you know, it is it's not it's not a bad or significant injury that's really going to keep him out for an extended period of time. Um, and we'll talk about, you know, how that's going to affect the team and everything in, 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 here in a second. I also want to address Alice Caruso. Almost every video we get to ask about. So it looks like Alice Caruso is not going to be back until the, ga the Cavs game on Wednesday at the earliest. And that's if there's not a setback or anything like that. So be on the lookout for that. Like, we won't have Alice Caruso to bail us out either. And I'm actually going to get into the first clip that I want to play. And then this really kind of just puts it all in, into perspective. This is from DeMar DeRozan. Nobody going to come, you know, um, save the day. You know, it's on us to go out there and step up. You know, like I said, these two games should be all the motivation that we need to step up, um, play hard, play, play for one another. It's just another challenge that we got to just, you know, we got to face. You know, we can't complain about it. We can't whine about it. Can't look for no extra help. You know, it's on us. All right, so DeMar there. Nobody's going to come and save the day. It's, it is on them. Somebody has to step up. We, we've talked so much about the season, the next man up mentality of this team, uh, how this team has faced adversity. And we know they have a lot of key players out and it's injuries now. It's not COVID protocol where everybody's just going to come back. It may even take a, a, a while for people to really to get back in the groove of things now since it is injuries that a lot of these players players are missing but as demar says demar especially has to step up king of the fourth that moniker is all but gone lately we haven't seen the king of the fourth in a long time we need to see him back in this we're gonna need kobe white to step up and continue to be efficient um we're gonna have to rely on io especially while uh caruso's out but we're going to need players to step up execute and that's what we didn't get into the warrior what we didn't get in the warriors game and let's go ahead and jump into that this Warriors game on national media TV, two big back-to-back -back losses on national media, is just not going to cut it. When you talk about a team that wants to, it's still number one team in the East, but as DeMar said at the previous game, they have to prepare for team's best every single night. Now they're going to be circled. Well, and for them, they have to play well to continue to be that. This adversity, yes, it sucks, right? But you want to see effort. Win, lose, or draw, I've always said at the end of the day, if it's effort, you can't blame a team if they're trying their damnedest and they're just shorthanded. And what we've seen in the last couple of games, it just hasn't been effort, especially on the defensive end. And this clip from Billy Donovan really says it all. And don't think that our guys should. I know, I know they won't, but there's no excuses. You know, I, I look at the Atlanta team that we played against. You want to go through the list of guys that they had out? We played against them twice. I mean, you know, Gallinari and Lou Williams and Hunter Herter. I mean, you just go down the list. It's just everybody's dealing with it. And you know what? Guys' dreams are to play in the NBA, and some of these guys are getting an opportunity that maybe they wouldn't have had in this situation. And you know what? There's 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 enough for us to compete um, uh, better than we did. You know, I, I just really believe that, and I'm not gonna, 
you know, I, I think it would be unfair as a coach to do that to the group there to say to them, hey, listen, guys, I know we got some guys out and, you know, some good defenders. And, you know, once we get them back, we'll be OK. But for right now, let's just get through this every game. But like, I still think we have to build habits as a team on the things that we can control. And, you know, transition defense, communication, blocking out, pulling across, you know, all those things, taking care of the ball. Like those are things that have nothing to do, in my opinion, with injuries and people being out. You know, Billy Donovan talks more about it, but towards the end there, he talks about the transition defense, communication, blocking out, taking care of the ball. These are all execution things, right? And these are all things that you need to expect from top to bottom on your roster to give you the best chance to win. We are not seeing that. That The, the Bulls defense dropping to 18th after the, the two most recent victories, after getting back in the top 10 after a stretch where they dropped to 12th and, the, and I think 20th at a point. This Bulls team, the defense, the defense that was gonna that was shocking the NBA because they didn't expect this team to be able to play that brand of defense needs to come back. Like, yes, we are missing key defenders in Javante Green, Alice Caruso, even Derrick Jones Jr. to a degree. We uh, we understand all that, right? But those things, the things that Billy Donovan mentioned, are the things we need to see this team get back to. These two tough losses back to back, it sucks. They're kicks in the stomach. It sucks. You're going to get comments. Oh, the Bulls aren't legit. You're going to get that, but guess what? It's up to this team to prove it every single night that they are legit, that they are contenders. And while we did have that for a long time, we're now facing adversity. We had a, a a nice month, basically, with that nine game winning streak in which we didn't lose a game from like December 11th until almost mid January. But it's coming back around now. You can't rely on that. That nine game winning streak is over with. And like I've been saying on these videos, yes, this is a deep Bulls team. Our depth is gone right now. All those things, and we know, and we trust that this team is going get, to get it back together, but we need to start seeing signs of that. As I've said, and even the most C-Red Bulls fans have to understand, a lot of the things that we've that we've been seeing that contribute to losses as far as on that defensive end were trends that were developing even over that win streak. It's just that the competition wasn't able to take advantage of it or the Bulls were able to overcome it in, in the fourth quarter. We're not seeing that now. Trends are a thing, and when you allow those to become habits, that really can hurt your season overall. So Billy Donovan speaking to it is a good thing, but we need to see the execution of it and the practice of getting back to that brand of defense. The offense, I trust, will work itself out at some point or another. Every team has off nights. Every team has off stretches, right? I've said that before as well. I trust that this team's offense will be able to get back on track, especially once everybody is in and playing more to those natural roles. But we need to see the effort in defense. And you know, I expect tough practices from the Bulls. Now, the Bulls do have a back-to-back. -back. They have to travel to Boston, so we'll see that. But, you know, we it doesn't get any easier for us, any easier for the Bulls. So it's not it's not going to get – I mean, well, technically, in a way, I know we don't have nearly as many back-to-backs over the course of the regular season and um, in January as we've had here recently. But listen, we got Boston. We got Memphis. We got Cleveland. We got Milwaukee. We got Orlando. We got OKC. Uh, then we got Toronto, and then we got uh, San Antonio and Portland, and th that gets kind of easier in there, right? But there's a there's a tough stretch in there, and the Bulls need to be able again. A lot of people now are going to be looking key for that for that Milwaukee game, how the Bulls match up against there, because we haven't matched up in the last couple of rounds. Listen, if the Bulls go on a long losing streak again, I don't think for the, for the Bulls fans are like, oh, that means the Bulls absolutely need to make a move. But the Bulls need to get back in gear and get back focused. And Billy Donovan, his coaching staff, the players, it's on DeMar as the veteran. It's on everybody. They need to look at themselves in the mirror and they need to fix and correct this ship because we trust and we know that we have the talent to compete, but they need to get that back. And it, of course, getting players back healthy is going to help that as well, but it needs to be a combination of both those things. It's not just going to be getting Alex Caruso back. It's not going to automatically fix what's been going on on the defensive end for this team for the last few games. Yes, it will help. 
but we need to see more than that. And overall, that's what I want to see from this Bulls team, especially the next game against Boston. I want to see big, big time effort. I want to see stepping up. I want to see playing for Zach Levine. And while he's down, and hopefully, again, it's not a long time thing, but while he's down, I want to see those things from the team. Let me know what you guys think down below over the, the team's recent uh, losing stretch and them not playing the best brand of defense. At this point now, after a nine-game winning streak, the Bulls have now lost. They've only won one of the last four. They're one for three in their last four. We need to get that back corrected. Um, let me know what you guys think about all that down below. Um, let's move on to the next topic and the last topic for today's episode. So this interview from Michael Reinsdorf, in which he talked about AK and Eversley, when he talked about this front office, when he talked about Billy Donovan having a team that's uh, it's exciting to have the Chicago Bulls be relevant again, talking about the focus and the, the no drama on this team and the fact that AK and Eversley came in with, with a focus. Um, all that being said, it's good to hear from Michael Reinsdorf, good to hear that the owner of this team sees what AK and Eversley have done in a very short amount of time and talking about how they came in during COVID and everything like that, it's all good to hear. But the thing that I want to want to talk about this from and the perspective that I want to give is what does that mean for how you're going to allow them to continue to build out this team? Now that you see, hey, when, when they're allowed to do what they need to do, we're seeing results quickly from this front office. And the reason and the, the question I'm going to present from this is the luxury tax. And I understand the Bulls have not, it's, they're not a luxury tax paying team. They do not want to pay the luxury tax. But it's always been said that for a contender, they would pay the luxury tax. The Bulls now have shown, if nothing else, that they do have a team that is a playoff team. They have a team that's a tough team that can compete with anyone for that hump. And, you know, when people talk about, hey, well, you don't have money to keep Kobe or you don't like, all of that has to go out the window. There's only been four teams in the luxury tax era who have won a, a championship without paying the tax. I'm going to go over these teams. The Miami Heat team of 2006. Now, that team was built by a lot of veterans, right? A young player in D-Wade who hadn't got his huge extension at that point. Um, Shaq, who was getting paid a lot, but Gary Payton, Alfon uh, uh, Alonzo Mourning, I almost said Alfonso, <laughs> Alonzo Mourning, and Yadonis uh, uh, Haslam, who was young as well. Like That team was really made up of a lot of veteran players that weren't getting paid huge amounts of money, so that makes sense. The Spurs in 2014, they did not pay the luxury tax as well. Now, we know the Spurs are very always crafty. They, they really develop from within, so it makes sense that they're able to keep that, and that's another thing for developing your players is that if you do that and if you hit right on draft picks, you can avoid that luxury tax. And then the Warriors of 2015 and 2017 were not luxury luxury tax paying teams. Now, we know that was before Clay and Thompson and Draymond had really signed any type of big time extensions at that point. Now, that 2017 team did have Kevin Durant, but part of the reason they were able to sign Kevin Durant is because of the contracts that that Clay and and uh, and Steph were on at that time. But again, another thing with the with those teams that you can see, they bought in. They brought in a big time free agent. Right. Not with the 2015 team. That was basically players that were all, uh, you know, drafted and cultivated there in the Warriors. But that 2017 team, they were able to avoid the luxury tax and still win a title with that team because most of that team was built up of players that they drafted and that hadn't signed their extensions yet. So, again, you have a player, Zach Levine, who, it, barring anything crazy, is going to be signing a max extension and maybe a super max here. So with that being said. Reinsdorf, seeing what this front office can do, does that limitation of, of not paying the luxury tax get removed? Because that really changes a lot of what the Bulls can do as far as keeping players like Kobe White, right? And, you know, I already said I think they should keep him. But if there was any issues with the contract there, um, again, in his it, that may not be the perfect example because Vooch's contract, uh, Troy Brown Jr.'s contract won't be here by then. Derek Jones Jr. Could, could either be on a smaller deal and stuff by then. So all that said, 
But I'll just use that as an example. What will having a team now and, and Michael Reinsdorf seeing what it means and saying that it's exciting for the Bulls to be relevant. What does that what does that mean for how you're going to allow A.K. and Eversley to continue to build out this team? Because that is a key thing that is important in this league as well. Again, if you can avoid the luxury tax and still build a contender, absolutely. It's been done. I just gave you teams and examples of how that was done but that still leaves more times than not a team that wins the the nba championship is a luxury tax paying team let me know what you guys think down below and i know it's easy to talk about it's not our money right so it's easy to say hey pay the tax um but with that being said the bulls always one of the most profitable teams in the in the league even when we're not good right so now you 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 have to factor that in as well do we see especially in this offseason depending on what moves they do in this in this free agent i'm sorry in this trade deadline or whatnot but do we see the bulls in the next offseason operate like a big market that is not afraid to pay the luxury tax and how that really can expand not only our ability to contend now but make sure that we're ensuring our future as well let me know what you think about all that down below again i always said i'm not a capologist at all so i really can't get into the nitty-gritty and stuff of that but just interesting interview for Michael Reinsdorf. Like I said, it's it's just good to see ownership realizing and talking about a team in a positive way, right? Um, but with all that being said, that's all I got for you guys today. Make sure you're following the podcast at Bull Central Pod. You can send us any feedback, questions, comments, concerns, bullcentralpod at gmail.com. If you want to leave us a text or a voicemail, the line to do that is 773-270-2799. Like I like to end every episode on, go Bulls. I love you guys. Peace. This has been a presentation of the Break Break Media. Media.